Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. So that's Luke chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to his hometown to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men, on whom his favour rests. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, Honour, thank you very much indeed. And uh, Ben, earlier, thank you very much indeed. Uh, And I want to thank you, well, I want to say Happy Christmas to you, first of all. But I'd also want to thank you for the many greetings that I've had wishing me a happy Christmas in various ways, uh, texts and, uh, and emails and, and personally, and Christmas cards, of course. So thank you very much for sending all those. Here's one that I got earlier, as they say. Here's one that I received. Did you know that in the United Kingdom, we send more Christmas cards than any other nation in the world? Isn't that remarkable? But we don't send as many as we used to, uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, this time of austerity, 50p for a second glass stamp. We spent, well, I don't know how much, a few years back we reckon it was somewhere £7,500 on stamps. Well, we now send them all by emails. Do you do the same? Almost all. Well, a few we don't, of course, but almost all of them by emails. And then, of course, another reason why we're not sending so many Christmas cards is those, those circular letters, you know, which tells you how great everybody's children are <laughs> and how successful they're always better than mine. I mean, mine are wonderful. Uh, but I can't, sorry, I didn't, I'll stick to the script. <laughs> sorry, children. Anyway, with the humble Christmas card on the way out, I thought we should learn something from Christmas cards this year. This might be the last time I can ever do this talk. So for one time, actually it's not for one time only, because I've just done it over there, but for the second time only, here is what we can learn from Christmas cards. There are some Christmas cards like this one, so I won't forget the people over here in the cheap seats. Let me tell you, not as cheap as the seats over there, but anyway, so it's okay. The, the Christmas cards like this that say, I love you. Aren't they lovely? You know, you, you know when you get a Christmas card like this that someone has spent a long time choosing the right card. My mum used to do this for me. She's gone now, but she used to spend forever getting just the right card with wonderful gushing words saying what a glorious, wonderful son I was. 
Made me feel great. Don't get so... I do miss her. There we are. Don't get cards like that anymore. Some cards say, I love you. There are some cards that definitely don't. They don't say that at all. You know, these are the sorts of cards that say you're not very loved at all because these are the ones at the bottom of the multi-pack. Do you know... You know what I mean, don't you? When you're writing out the Christmas card and you, you look at it, you go, oh no, I don't want to put it at the bottom. And then eventually you don't want to chuck it away and you've got to send it to someone. I get a lot like this. Um, so there are cards like that. Then there are other cards that tell you a lot about the person that, uh, that sent them. This one here, you probably can't see it very well, but this is a picture of, I believe, the best Christmas card in the entire universe. It is my favourite Christmas card. It might be beaten, but I can't imagine it'll ever be beaten. It was sent to me a long time ago. It is a picture. It's one of the Larson cards, the far side cards. Do you know those, uh, those things, if you like them? It's a picture of, um, of three wise men uh, lining up to go into the, into the stable. There's an angel there, and there's another wise man walking away. And it says this, unbeknownst to many theologians, there was a fourth wise man who was turned away for bringing a fruitcake. <laughs> I love that. So who knows? We'll ask Ben sometime if that's absolutely true or not. So there's, there's some cards that tell you a lot about the person that sent them. This person has a great sense of humour, I think. And so I love getting that. And then there are some Christmas cards that have absolutely nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> the Robin. What has that got to do with Christmas? You know, this year we got one with a hamster on it. <laughs> now, I don't know what that's got to do with Christmas because we have never roasted a hamster. Um... We do have a hamster. It's okay, Beth, no, I won't roast, roast the hamster. Um, but, hey, I don't mind getting cards like this when there's something special inside. There's nothing special inside this one. But, you know, when a cheque drops out. Do you always check the envelope when you, before you throw it away? No, it's just me that that's miserly. Oh, okay, right, okay. Well, anyway, so Christmas cards, they tell us something, you see. Now, I've got three Christmas cards here that I reckon tell us almost everything we need to know about Christmas and life and everything, the universe and everything. Here's the first one. Did you hear in our reading that Anna just read for us? From verse 7, it said, uh, When the Christ child was born, they placed him in a manger. The cradle was a manger. Now, that tells us a lot about the person who sent this this one, this card, as it were. He was very humble. The creator of the entire universe, this is what the Bible claims, the creator of the entire universe would come and humble himself and be born as a baby. Not just born as a baby, not born into a, a, a wealthy place, but placed in a manger. Isn't that remarkable? Colonel James Irwin, who was one of the first men uh, to walk on the moon, said, it's not the greatest miracle that man walked on the, uh, walked on the moon, but that God walked on the earth. Isn't that remarkable? Very humble of God to come and walk uh, on the earth. And he started his life in a very humble way to show us that. So the cradle. When you look at Christmas cards, you might remember all sorts of things. Remember the cradle. And remember that he was born in a manger. The second card that tells us a lot about, uh, about Christmas is, is the crown. Uh, so, um, uh, again, we read these words. We had these words read for us just now, verse 11. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. In the town of David, that is the royal town, the Christ has been born. The king of the universe has been born. How amazing that is, that this one who was born as a baby, with little toes and little fingers and a little nose and, and to have his nappy changed... He was the king of the universe. Isn't that remarkable? 
Isn't, 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 isn't Christmas amazing? And he's to be king of our lives. So you've got the, you've got the cra- cradle, you've got the crown. And then the third, the third Christmas card that tells us what Christmas is all about is this one. It's the cross. It's a funny one to have, really, at Christmas. That's an Easter card. Well, it isn't entirely, because the Bible tells us that he was to be the saviour who was born to you. And he was going to save us by dying on the cross. You can't separate uh, Christmas and Easter. He was always come to to die. And this card is the one that says, I love you. Amazing. We said earlier these words of confession, didn't we? Uh, We said that we're not the people we ought to be. We know we don't live the way we should. We so often want to put crowns on our own head. What will happen when we pull our party, our our, our crackers later? We'll put a crown on our head and just for a moment we'll think we're king. And the problem is we do that far too often. He's the king and we take his place. But he says, even though I'm the king, even though you try to take my place, I love you. I love you enough to die for you so that you can be forgiven. And I love this Christmas card because it has a very generous gift inside. Here it is. This one does have a check inside. And this check says that Jesus gives to the bearer forgiveness and eternal life. Isn't that a wonderful thought? That's why Jesus came. He was born to be a saviour, to die for us so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have forgiveness and eternal life and a relationship with our maker. Isn't it remarkable? Here's my final thought as we close. Do you know that um, those... um, gift cards that you get from stores like Marks and Spencers and things. The stores love selling those. Do you know why? Because thousands and thousands of pounds worth of gift cards never get cashed in, ever. They love selling you them because you never spend them. I wonder how many you've got tucked away you've just forgotten about. You know, it's a bit like Christmas. Here is Jesus. He's given us this most wonderful gift. He's given us a check and he said, you can be forgiven. Uh, You can be uh, you can be sure of eternal life. And he's given us it to, and then we tuck it away and we never cash it in. Why not this Christmas, cash it in? Why not say, I'm going to start with the Lord Jesus. I'm going to start again with him. I'm not going to waste this check this year. I'm going to start again with him. And for those of you who are adults here, and uh, you're thinking, yeah, it probably would be a good thing to do, but there's still a lot of things I've still got to sort out. Well, why don't you come to the Christianity Explored course on the 14th of January? And you could come to the first one just the first evening and say, I think I'll go along and see what that's all about. And if you don't like it, you need never come back. Uh, but we'd love you to try it and think about cashing in the cheque this year. Well, thanks very much indeed for listening. I want to wish you a very happy Christmas. As you look at the Christmas cards that are all around your house uh, this year, just think, uh, they, 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 they teach you about a number of things. But remember, the three, the three that teach you the most is the cradle, the crown and the cross. We're going to sing. And uh, the song we're going to sing is uh, on the back of our service order. Number page four. Hark the Herald Angels. It's a brilliant song. This is magnificent. And you'll see in the last verse, it says exactly what we have been thinking about. Born that man no more may die. We can be born, uh, he was born, so that we could have forgiveness and eternal life. Let's stand and celebrate in in this carol.